Hey everybody, welcome to No Bones About Wrestling. I'm your host Asa, and I'm here with Kay Fabulous. Hey! And this is the first episode of our brand new show, AEW Weekly. Yay! Hooray! Hooray! Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you, oh no, please. Okay, okay. Um... Yeah, so this is our first first episode of a brand new show, AEW Weekly. We're going to bring you AEW uh, news, storylines, results, rankings, uh, our thoughts on things, predictions, previews, whatever we, you know, some comedy bits, all sorts of things, all having to do with AEW. It's going to be every Sunday, um, probably Sunday... Sunday, I'm not sure what time of day. Yeah, uh, it's sun, Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon, I'm not sure when. But sometime on Sunday is when it will come out. Uh, every week. And let's get right to it. Uh, we're going to go back in time one week. Uh, the AEW Wrestle Dream pay-per-view, which for my money, uh, which is what it, what it cost, uh, was one of... The best pay-per-views I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of goddamn pay-per-views, I'll tell you that. For WWE, for ECW, for WCW, for NWA, for AEW, I've seen a lot of pay-per-views. WWF, Ring, Ring, of, Honor. Ring of Honor. This was one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen. Wow. So, uh, all around, I mean... Um, so let's uh and had one of the best matches I've ever seen on it. Uh so let's get into it. It was October 1st, 2023. It was in Seattle, Washington and the first match was for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Titles and it was a handicap match. MJF was defending the belts, of course, Adam Cole dealing with his ankle injury was unable to team with MJF, so MJF on his own put the belts on the line against the Righteous, the creepy cult guys who dress all in white and have an awesome uh, slide guitar entrance music. So Dutch and Vincent. Dutch and Vincent, yes. So this match, MJF, you know, doing his old-school babyface parody made it clear to the audience that he was going to do two things. He was going to body slam the big man, Dutch, and he was going to shove Vincent's head up Dutch's ass. He was going to do those two things. Uh, Let's see if he delivers. Let's see if he delivered. Um, Why don't you tell us some of the highlights, Kay? Well, it's a weird highlight to start with, but it's my first uh, note, so... MJF did a dick grab while uh, a hobbling attempt uh, was being made by Vincent. So Vincent was trying to hobble MJF. The righteous have this like flower painted like four by four, I guess it is, or a two by two uh, block of wood that they then use a chair to try and break the ankles of their opponents. Um, And so while Vincent was trying to do that to MJF, MJF just grabbed his dick and did not let go. Mm-hmm. Um, MJF had multiple failed body slam attempts before he finally had a successful one on Dutch. Very impressive. The crowd that went is wild. A very large man. The crowd went wild. 
as over as they th- over three hundred pounds. Yeah, he's well he's over three hundred pounds dude. and tall too. Like not just not just wide, but tall. You know, so he's got a got a lot to lift. You know, um, MJF was biting Vincent. I'm a big fan of biting. I like to always note when it's in matches. Uh, I think if you're if you're showing us that you are willing to do anything to get a win, biting should be in your repertoire. Mm-hmm. Um. MJF shoves Vincent's head up Dutch's butt. So what he did, he didn't actually, you know, right up there, pants him or anything like that. But what he did was he, between Dutch's spread legs, he shoved Vincent's head, and then Vincent acted as though he couldn't get his head out of Dutch's, you know, legs, which was very stupid. But also pretty funny. What I think it was, they were in the corner. So I think it was supposed to be that Vincent's head was stuck between Dutch's crotch and the turnbuckle. And he couldn't pull it out because Dutch's weight was on him. It was still stupid. It was still stupid. It but, was still stupid. But that's what I mean. I think there was some logic behind it. It was stupid. It was stupid. Yeah. But fun. But fun. So uh, match ended when MJF hit a heat seeker on Dutch and got the pinfall. And MJF and Adam Cole keep the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. With his feet on the ropes. Yeah, with his feet on the ropes. And he he told the crowd, shh. <laughs> he put his finger up to his lips uh, in the in the hush uh, position. You know, don't tell. Uh, very funny. Yeah. Uh, good opener. I enjoyed it. Uh, four bones out of five. Good opening match. Can I tell you why this match is just a bunch of bullshit? Okay. Because they finally bring my righteous up from Ring of Honor to AEW. They get them what? Like maybe I told you maybe what, three wins. I told you what was going to happen. And then they lose a handicap match for the ROH titles. Those ROH told you titles what was happen. belong on a Ring of Honor tag team and MJF by himself is not even a tag team. Adam Cole's gonna be out for a while. He's going to have two surgeries. Like, get the belts off of them. Why would they not give them to the Righteous? They're such a cool tag team. They're good in the ring. Like, their gimmick is one of the best gimmicks going on in Ring of Honor. And I just don't... It makes me really upset. To lose in a handicap match. Yeah. Embarrassing. Made them look foolish. Embarrassing. Made them look like fools. Like, any, any heat they had, just, like, gone. Yeah, we did a preview show, and I picked The Righteous, but before the uh, before the show began, I officially changed my pick to MJF. So, uh, of course, our prediction championship belt, as far as who gets the most picks right, uh, was on the line for this show. Mm-hmm. So after this uh, match, I was 1-for-1, one one, mm-hmm. K was 0-for-1. Yes, and she picked this, M, uh, She picked the righteous to win the belt. And I, I was the reigning champion at the beginning of the show, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, going into it with the belts. Uh, up next was a match for two belts, uh, the Ring of Honor World and New Japan uh, Strong Openweight titles were on the line. Eddie Kingston put them on the line against the Ring of Honor uh, pure champion, Katsuyori Shibata. This was not a pure match, and his pure championship was not on the line. And I know that's confusing. They've got to get rid of some of these fucking belts. 
as I said, we've seen now, we've seen the in the first two matches, we've seen three, five men and five belts. That's silly. Actually, I think MJF came out with both. Tag oh wait, no, he came out with the world t- world title too. Also, yeah, excuse me, we've seen yeah. five men and six belts, six belts and five men. Anyways, uh, so the Kingston and Shibata match, uh, very hard hitting, a uh, lot of submission holds. Uh, Kay, what do you have to to say about it? Um, great mat wrestling. I'm a really big fan of Shibata, so I really enjoyed this match. I think for people that don't watch Ring of Honor or haven't seen a lot of pure championship matches, this wasn't a pure match, which I wish it was, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but if you're not used to seeing that style of wrestling, I think some people, it took a while for them to get into it, at least on the watch along that we were doing. It seemed like that was a while for people to kind of get behind this match. So, Eddie, during this match, is acting like it is taking everything he has to just survive this match. I mean, Eddie in the ring is is decent, mm-hmm. you know? Um, sometimes good. Uh, but I think in this match, maybe he was overselling things yeah. to the point where, like, early on in the match... He was acting like he was worn out and like it was a struggle. Yeah. And so I don't know if he was just really trying to help put Shibata over, or, knowing he was going to get the win. Or he just kind of got to the, this has been a battle, just kind of got there got too there quickly. Too, too early, yeah. 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 I think I think that's what it was. Yeah. My only other things that I, I feel because like Because eventually are, it fit the match. Yeah, eventually. But they got there too got soon. got there way too soon. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because at first, I didn't care for the match because it was too slowly paced. Yeah. Because of what you're saying, they were like crawling along. Because mm-hmm. it was like, guys, it's been four, four minutes. I know. Yeah, and it's, it's been like, four minutes. I know you're not Wait. in the best shape, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> but then eventually, I came back around yeah. on the match, and it, it was a pretty good match. Um, my my only other things that I feel like need mentioning. Shibata did a series of kicks to Eddie's face when Eddie was on the ground, like on all fours, like these almost like, I know, I know they're not called machine gun chops, but like machine gun chops with the legs. So machine, machine, machine gun, kicks, gun kicks, I guess. Yeah. Uh, very funny to me, <laughs> right to Eddie's face. Um, and then Eddie Kingston with the chops. He is one of like two people, maybe three people in AW that I feel like should be allowed to do chops, but still so overused. So overused. He's even, like, I mean, as as a person who I approve of the chopping, too much chopping. Too much chopping. Mm -hmm. I agree. Someone's got to, like, rein it in over there. Mm -hmm. Every match. Like, literally every match, there's chopping. Mm -hmm. I get that it's an easy move to do, and it makes a loud sound, and it makes your chest red, so it looks super painful. But, like... Come on. Seems figures. to impress the fans. Figure something else. I know. Why? But it's it's not, every it, match. It instantly takes me out of the match. Yeah. Like, oh, they're going to be chopping for the next five minutes. What do I have to do after the, the show? You it's know? one of those things that Bret Hart said he never understood. You know, why the whole point is to not hurt each other. Why do you want to do this thing that doesn't even look that great and hurts a lot? Mm-hmm. Why? Why do that? I think because it's an easy way... To redden the skin. Yeah. 
and make it look like it's a real fight. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think Just, of. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, overall, really good match. Uh, did you say who won? No, but I can tell you that Eddie Kingston won with a powerbomb and a pin for the win. Uh, another good match, four bones out of five. And we both picked Kingston to retain his two belts in this one. So I was two for two after this match, and Kay was one for two. Can I just say, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I would have loved to see Shibata have three belts. And establish a triple crown, as it yeah. would have been called. Yeah. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Um, my, my, my only other comment with this, and I know I already said it, but I want to emphasize it. I wish this had been a pure rules match. I feel like it, it lended itself to that, and they didn't go there, I guess, because they wanted to emphasize that the pure belt wasn't on the line. Mm-hmm. But okay. I'd, like, I'd like to see a pure rules match on a pay-per-view, I guess, besides a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, but I know you're forgetting the Ring of Honor belts off AEW, so. Mm-hmm. It's just such a cool, cool match set, you know? Yeah. No, I enjoy, I enjoy them, yeah. I mean, but they, you know, Eddie was winning, so yeah, yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't do it, uh, or they could have made a non-title match, but then it would have made it kind of obvious who was who was winning. Yeah, yeah, that would have been weird. Uh, up next, we had the AEW TBS title match. Uh, this was the only uh, match on the card I wasn't really looking forward to. Uh, the the champion Chris Statlander defending her belt against Julia Hart of the House of Black. Uh, Kay, what do you have to say about this one? This match uh, was better than I expected. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's only because my expectations were so low or if because it was an actual good quality match. Mm. I don't think it was of the quality or caliber to be on this show. No. Either way. Yeah. They but should've... it was definitely the best Julia Hart match I've seen. Yeah, if they were going to do a TBS title match, they should have had maybe Willow, maybe Sky Blue or Willow, Willow, Willow Nightingale, sure. Even Mercedes Martinez, if you want to heal, you know, I think yeah. that would have been better. Yeah. I think a lot of women women would have been better. Ruby Soho. Almost, yeah. Almost all of them would have been better. <laughs> Several would have been better, yes. And then Julia Hart, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's weird that... uh, We're going to get to this in the news, but she's taking a break. But it's weird that they gave her such a hard push right before her being gone. Well, Like, uh, they had to have known that. She's been engaged for over a year. Yeah, but they were were doing a big... uh, They did a big winning streak with her. She won 25, 26, something like that. Matches in a row heading into this... TBS title shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually here she, uh, you know, it was a hard-fought match. Uh, it wasn't as, it wasn't a bad match. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of there. Uh, it came to an end. Eventually, Julia Hart, she went for the mist, the black, uh, you know, the House of Black spitting out the mist. Statlander stopped her. Uh, Statlander hit two tombstone pile drivers and pinned Hart to retain the TBS title and end the winning streak of Julia Hart. 
You know what's uh, bothersome? Mm-hmm. That they gave Julie a heart, like an undefeated streak storyline. Like, she had kind of a storyline going, and so few women in their division have storylines or, like, something about them to engage the audience. Yeah. And they gave that to Julia Hart. And because they gave it to a wrestler who's not super impressive in the ring, when Chris Statlander finally broke the streak, like, it wasn't a big deal at all. You know? Like, with with Jade Cargill, when she broke Jade Cargill's streak, that was huge. They should be, like, referring to her as the streak breaker or something like that, you know? Because Mm -hmm. now she's broken Julia Hart's streak. But because Julia's Hart's matches were all squash matches and she's not that good in the ring, it doesn't mean anything. And I feel like they could have really made a story out of that. Yeah. yeah, It's a missed opportunity. Wait, have you been bone rating these? Yeah. Okay, what'd you get? Oh, I didn't didn't say my bone rating on this one, though. Uh, Like I said, it was was good. It was just kind of there. Three bones out of five. Just kind Mm -hmm. of an average match. What'd you give the Eddie Shibata match? Four bones out of five. Okay, good. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I gave my bone rating on that one. Yeah, Kingston beating Shibata was four bones out of five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Statlander beating Hart three bones out of five. And just to round it out, what'd you give the Righteous versus MJF? Four bones out of five. It's okay. a fun opener. It was a fun opener. Up next, we had a four-way dance tag team number one contender match. Uh, the winners. Uh, get a tag team, uh, t- world tag team title shot. The Guns, the Lucha Brothers, Orange Cassidy and Hook, a new tag team, and the Young Bucks. They're not that new. They've, they've wrestled together before. Hook and Cassidy? Yeah. I think so. Seem I'm, new to me. Wait, maybe I'm thinking of someone in Danhausen. I'm thinking you're Dan thinking Housen. of Hook and Danhausen. Hook and Danhausen, yeah, yeah. okay. Because Cassidy and Hook are new. Before you get into the match, I need to tell them that I officially changed my pick before this match started because I'm an idiot. Oh, and I didn't say our picks on the last one. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We both picked Statlander to win, so I was three for three at that point, and Kay was two for three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so originally I had the Young Bucks winning in this, and then right before the match... I listened to the reasoning of the fellows on the watch along and they convinced me to change my mind and I shouldn't have, but I changed my pick to Hook and Cassidy. I think I picked the guns in this one. You did. I think I did. Um, Kay, what do you have to say about the tag team number one contender match? The first, the first note that I have from the match is that the do do shit has to stop. They love doing that in tag matches, and it's so stupid. I like the do do Oh, no, don't say it. Don't like say it. I like the do Where they're Irish whipping the two opponents at each other, and instead they do do and then clothesline the guys on the other yeah. side. No. Get them. Oh, my God. It's cross so it up stupid. and get them. So stupid. I love it. Oh, I hate that you love that. It's such a fun spot. Are you kidding? So Are you fun. saying that just to anger me, it's or do you actually think that? No, it's fun. I don't like fun in wrestling. I like good wrestling and wrestling. It's a fun spot. That's not true. I like fun in wrestling because I like, like, Danhausen. But he's also good at wrestling, so, I mean. All right, anyway, back to the match. Uh, the start of the match, there was a lot of synchronicity uh, between Matt and Ray, which I also don't really care for when there's s- synchronized offense happening. Uh, it just makes it seem pretty fake. You see it a lot in Young Bucks matches, um, which is... 
not a knock on them, more of an observation. There was a good Northern Lights exchange uh, between Matt and Hook where they just kept rocking back and forth into the Northern Lights pin. And normally, like, the rocking pins is not something I'm a big fan of, but they did it really well where it looked believable and also was just super impressive athleticism from both men. The guns tried... (laughs) This is one of my favorite moments of the match, which I just said I don't like it when the wrestling's funny, but this is funny. Uh, The guns tried to pin themselves to win, which was an interesting loophole they tried to find, Mm -hmm. but the ref was having none of it. Mm -hmm. And then Penta had a great solo run against the guns where he just got move after move. Uh, It was a good good sequence by him. And it was a great match overall. I expected it to be good, and it was. A very good match. A lot of varied offense from mm-hmm. all four teams. Yeah. And the Young Bucks came out on top, became the number one uh, contenders for the World Tag Team titles. And this one I rated four and a half bones out of five. Great match. And let this be a lesson to all our listeners that you should follow your heart and not what others tell you. Yeah. Because had... Had I not changed my pick, we would be tied right now, and we are not. So this match, I predicted the guns. This is the first uh, match I missed. I was three for four in my picks. Kay picked Orange Cassidy and Hook, and so she was two for four in her picks at this point. Pathetic. But again, yeah, so this is where, like I said, the first two matches, four bones, we got the three-bone match with Statlander and Julia Hart. Now we're really getting into the show. We got a four-and-a-half-bone, four-way tag team match. And up next is Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. And now we're really getting into the, the pay-per-view here. Uh, Kay, what do you have to say about uh, Adam Page and Swerve Strickland? Well, there was a Hurricane Rana by Swerve that was perfection. Um, I love how much the crowd was booing Paige because Swerve is from Washington, was from Seattle, and so the crowd from was... Tacoma, I oh, think. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Tacoma. Tacoma. Um, but either way, the crowd was very much behind Swerve, and it was just nice to hear Swerve getting his flowers from the crowd because mm-hmm. he's so good. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, he's so good at being bad that it's so easy to, like, boo him. He's very good at playing a creep. Creep, yeah. Yeah, um, playing a, just a total creep. But I feel like the match was super hard-hitting. Hangman Adam Page brought out the biting because he was trying to win by any means. Yeah, there was one point where Swerve pretty much snapped Adam Page's right arm. That's yeah. the way it appeared. And Do you it, think they actually physically, like, snapped their fingers to make that sound? I don't know. I don't know. Because his arm is fine, because we've seen him since then. Well, somebody said they heard heard a sound. I didn't hear any sound. Some people said yeah, they heard a sound, yeah. heard a snapping. I didn't hear any sound. But uh, Swerve, so he snapped uh, Hangman's right arm. And then while the uh, medical folk were looking at it, uh, examining Paige, Swerve Strickland comes off the turnbuckle with a, with a stomp on the right arm. Uh, afterwards uh so swerve just showing how vicious he can be Mm. yeah i i got so sucked into this match that i didn't write down very much um prince nana got got ejected at one point uh but left his like 
bejeweled cap well, he got behind. It, he got ejected because Hangman Adam Page had the match won, but Nana put Swerve's leg on the rope. He's just trying to help a friend. And and got the the pin saved. And yeah. the referee that's the, that that happens a lot in AW where the ref knows somebody interfered and instead of disqualifying them, they'll just kick the person out. Why isn't it just a, dis- a disqualification? Why, because that's why an put unsatisfactory ending. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't. It's yeah, but why? But you're screwing the good guy. That's unsatisfactory. Yeah, yeah but think about how by, often by not not giving the disqualification, you're screwing Paige, who just had the match won. Think about how often that happens in AEW. It happens if they all dis- the fucking time. I know. Time. So if they disqualified someone every time that happened, like a third of their matches are going to end in DQ. Well, they need to. They need to figure out some some middle ground. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like you said, Prince Nana left his his crown mm-hmm. behind and uh Swerve Strickland nailed Paige with that and just to make sure hit him with the JML driver. Got the pin and the win. Well, before the JML driver, he pinned him after he hit him with the crown and right. he only only got a two count. And so that's when he hit him with the driver. Right. And got the three count Mm -hmm. for the pin and the win. Uh, Another great match. Fantastic. Four and a half bones out of five. Terrific match. Fantastic. Uh, The second four and a half bone match of the night. As I said, this is one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen. I wish... I can't wait till it comes out on DVD so I could see it again. Mm Mm-hmm. Or until they put all their pay-per-views on Max, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I picked this one correctly. I had Swerve winning, uh, so I was four for five in the predictions at this point. Uh, Kay also had Swerve winning, so she was three for five in the predictions at this point. Mm-hmm. Up next, we had Ricky Starks versus Wheeler Utah. Okay, what do you have to... Um, well, Big Bill came out and provided a distraction. And that's my only note, because this is when I got hungry and I went and made food. I see. So you're going to have to fly solo on this one. Well, Ricky Starks won the match. This is a match where <laughs> I, I we think... We both didn't take any yeah, notes. Yeah, I think you made the food... And you ate the food. And I was eating the food. Yeah. So Ricky Starks won the match. It was uh, was, an okay match. I gave it three and a half bones out of five. This match could have been not on a pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. They were talking about this last night about what matches felt like it should have been on, like Dynamite or Collision. There was no no build to this. There was one bit where Wheeler walked up and was like, you think you're hot shit? We'll fight on the pay-per-view. And then that was it. That was the build. Well, and when when that happened, it was like, what? Why? Yeah. Like, like, how do you guys just get to pick a spot on the pay-per-view? Yeah. And if they had lived up to it, like these guys are both good. They could have put on a much better match, but yeah. they but they didn't. They did not. Yeah. Uh, just didn't didn't hook up for whatever reason. Uh, like I said, it was an it was an okay match. I mean, it was a good match, but it, you know something you would see on television. Like they, average, like an average match. Yeah. Like I said, three and a half bones out of five. Mm-hmm. Good match. Nothing great. Um, 
I predicted it correctly with Ricky Starks winning, so I was five for six at this point. Uh, Kay also predicted it correctly, so she was four for six at this point. And up next, we had uh, the match of the night. Hell yeah. Uh, probably, for my money, the match of the year at this point. Uh, very close. Very Over close. Omega and Osprey. Very close. It's either this or Omega and Osprey. So, Brian Danielson versus uh, New Japan World Television Champion Zack Sabre Jr. This was a non title match. And uh, what a match. Uh, Brian Danielson, of course, you know, got in his, his some of his signature spots. Uh, he hit his yes kicks, uh, ending with a kick to the head. Uh, you know, just to uh, put an exclamation point on it with Zack Sabre Jr. Sabre did a lot of trash talking. That's kind of his specialty. and But he, he backs it up in the ring. Uh, but Danielson doesn't do as much trash talking. He pretty much does, does it all in the ring. At one point in the match, there was an amazing string of pins between these two. Pins you don't usually see. Just pin after pin after pin. Uh... Okay, what, what, before we get to the finish of the match, what notes do you have? I got a lot. You got a lot, okay. Well, kind of a lot. Uh, the build-up to the first move was excellent. Like, normally I'm just like, let's, let's get it going, you know? But they, like, circled each other, and then they kept, like, ducking and trying to, trying to reach and grab, and the other one would dodge out of the way, and, and they did it for a fair bit of time. And it made, when that finally the first move happened, it made it so much more exciting. Mm. Uh, fantastic series of submission holds by both men throughout the match. Um, they seemed very evenly matched. Like, I know these two are in the talks for which is the best technical wrestler in the world. And I feel like this match did not help us answer that. Because um, they seemed... You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Because I think if I say who I think is the best technical wrestler in the world, you're going to disagree with me. Um, say, one man won and one man lost, so... Yeah, that's chosen ahead of time. That doesn't have to do with our technical skill in the ring. Oh, I see. Yeah. Anyway, Saber uh, was really focusing on Danielson's right arm for most of the match. A good joint manipulation by Saber. There was a great dragon screw... After a flip off the top rope into a submission ankle lock by Danielson. It was like one of the smoothest series of moves I'd ever seen. It was just like three things that just like flowed together perfectly. So impressive. Um, cool series of Northern Lights uh, near falls by both men. I'd, Super painful. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I would be curious to know how much of this match was choreographed ahead of time mm -hmm. and how much was called in the ring, you know? That's a good question. And I don't know how either guy works, really. I don't know. Do you feel like it seemed choreographed? Or just like in order for the things to happen I'm to happen? Yeah, some I, of the spots, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure. Like I said, I don't know. Some guys work one way and some guys, for big matches. Mm -hmm. Some guys work one way, some guys work the other way. And especially when they get older, some guys are just like, oh, we'll call it in the ring. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so, I, like I said, it depends how they work. And I, I really can't speak to that, how 
how either of them work. I really don't know. Well, I think this is the match. I saw Danielson. Either that or maybe it was last but night. But there are Sanos some things match. that had to be yeah. planned out ahead mm-hmm. of time in, yeah. in this match. And you think this series was one of them? The Dragon Screw? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just things that couldn't have happened. Like naturally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't feel like it looked choreographed, but I, I get what you're saying. Like, in order for that series to be successful... It had to be planned. It had to be planned, yeah. yeah. But like I said, I'd just be curious to know how much was choreographed and uh, ahead of time and how much was cold in the ring, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, my only other thing before I get to the... I'll let you talk about the, the finish, but... Um, Super painful submission by Saber towards the end. Danielson got to the ropes to break it up. He does submissions that I've never seen before. Mm. You know, like he like it's like they're pretzel dough. You know, I mean, so impressive. To me, he is the best technical wrestler in the world. Yeah, Saber. And then he'll do his joint manipulation as well. On top of it, oh god, it's like it's like snap your fingers and all that shit. You know. Um, but the match ended, as I said, one man won and one man lost. Uh, Brian Danielson hit the Busaiko knee twice, got the pinfall for the win. Terrific match, five bones out of five. Uh, that is not something I give lightly. I really try and save it for matches that that are like five bones. If I if I, if I say five bones, that means it's one of the best matches of I've, I've ever seen. So five bones, uh, well done, uh, for sure. Uh, an amazing match. Um, this one, I got wrong. I predicted Zack Sabre Jr. And uh, so at, at this point, I was five for seven. Uh, Kay also predicted Zack Sabre Jr. So at this point, she was four for seven in her picks. Can I say something? It's in our news section, but can I move it up to here? It's regarding Zack Sabre Jr. Okay. Uh, so he said that he wants a rematch with Danielson, but he wants it in Japan or in England. And this is the match, this Wrestle Dream match, is a match that I really wanted it all in because I thought that Danielson was injured, you know? Um, because it was supposed to be at the original Forbidden Door, but Danielson was injured. God, he gets injured a lot. I didn't even think about that. Um and so it, it got canceled. Um, and then at Russell, or All In, it couldn't happen because he was injured. So I'm hoping next year's All In, because that would be cool for Zack Sabre Jr. One, because I think he's going to win the next match that they have together. Uh, Darling. But two, like to win in England, that would be really cool. Do your Zack Sabre Jr. impression. I will not. Darling. That's your Zack Sabre Jr. impression? <laughs> That's pretty bad. That's god awful like if you didn't tell me what you were doing listen, listen darling <laughs> we're gonna get in the ring and have a catch as catch can there darling that's, that's and patooey on you danielson <laughs> that is shockingly bad that's pretty bad that's pretty bad i mean you're terrible at most impressions but right. that's like that's pretty bad that might be the worst yeah it's a bad one all right what's bad. up next but yeah, I hope they, I mean, for the sake of uh, wrestling fans everywhere, I hope they have a rematch. I do too, and I selfishly hope it's not in Japan because I want to see it. I mean, I'm sure. Oh, it would be on a pay-per-view. 
right of a New Japan pay-per-view, we could always just watch the New Japan pay-per-view. True. Yeah. So, we'll figure it out. We'll find a way to see it. But they need to do it in whatever avenue is going to allow the most people to see it, and I feel like that's yeah. at all in. Yeah, we'll we'll find a way to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, great match. As I said, e- either this, for me, either this was the match of the year, or... Omega versus um, Osprey. Osprey, yeah, two very different matches and two very two matches showing guys just at the peak of professional wrestling right now. All four guys are the best in the world. You know, it'd be really cool. I, I'm sure it's happened at some point, but because they're both heels, I don't think it's happened in a while because they've both been heels for a while. But Zack Saber Junior versus Will Osprey would be very cool. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that'd be so good. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Okay. And speak of the devil, up next, uh, we had a trios match. Uh, kind of an all-star trios match. Uh, we had Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi taking on the Callus family. Kanosuke Takeshita, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay. The Callus family growing he is, he's really establishing uh, himself as a force and uh, getting some heels, getting some guys to turn heel as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So Osprey uh, at one point had a, had a painful abdominal stretch on Kenny Omega. Uh, Jericho hit a lion salt on Sammy Guevara. Osprey did his signature sky twister to the outside of the ring, taking out everyone. Uh, Kay, before we get to the finish, do you have any notes on this one? Yeah, so that abdominal stretch that Osprey had mm-hmm. on Kenny Omega, uh, he got some some good cheating, heel cheating in by getting extra leverage by all three men, or all, the two men that are also on his team, and even Don Callis uh, joined in. Uh, that was and, it. I couldn't and, read my own notes. Yeah, I and, see. and adding the, uh, That's what the pressure to that stretch. And that happened twice. And then later in the match, I think I think it was Kenny, gets a, an abdominal stretch on Osprey. And then the, the faces cheat uh, to get extra leverage. Not as successfully as the, the heels cheating, of course. Um, Takeshita, during this match, had a, his blue thunder bomb looks so good. He had a great one on Kenny. Um Jericho pokes Sammy in the eyes, mm-hmm. proving that even when he's a face, he's a little bit of a heel, which I enjoy. Um, nice moonsault press by well, He's Ibushi. a veteran. You gotta, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you gotta get by, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, nice moonsault press by Ibushi. Trio of moonsaults uh, by the faces and lion salts uh, by the faces. Yeah, there were sy- cool. synchronized moonsaults yeah. yeah, by the faces. Which normally, like I said, I'm not big on synchronized offense, but this one I approved of. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, yeah, to, and then to different corners. Yeah. To different corners of the ring. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I think two were on the outside and the lion salt was on the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sky twister by Osprey was just beautiful. That is a beautiful move. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone do that besides him. Uh, but he makes it look good. I'm sure there's some luchador somewhere doing it as we speak. Oh, that's a good call. It's <laughs> a very good call. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll pass it over to you for the finish. So uh, Jericho got hit by his own baseball bat in his own home. No, he got hit by his own baseball bat by Don Callis. Uh, 
Sammy Guevara pinned Chris Jericho for the win. Sneaky heels. Takeshita, Guevara, and Osprey win the match. Callus family wins this battle in the war. Picks up another win over Omega. They've been just beating Kenny Omega like a drum. Uh, this was a fantastic match. Another, this was four and a half bones. Another match rating in the four and a half uh, bone territory. Uh, this one I picked correctly. I was six for eight. And Kay also picked the heels to win. And so she was five for eight in her picks after this one. Yeah, just a terrific match in a, in a string of terrific matches. And up next, we had the AEW World Tag Team title match. We had the champions, FTR, defending against Aussie Open. And FTR, their gear, looked, uh, looked as though they had monster faces on their butts. <laughs> it was their faces, but they looked like monster faces. They were right. like their faces monsterfied. Okay, what else do you have to say about this match? Besides that? Yeah. Um, so, my first note is there's nothing to write about at first. Like, it was a very typical FTR Aussie Open match, which is not an insult, because typically their matches for both teams are very good, and this was another very good match. There just weren't a lot of, like, high spots. Um, Aussie Open dominated offense early. Uh, they had a terrible looking shatter machine Aussie opened it they you know how like heels like to take their uh opponents finishers well they did a shatter machine and it was just garbage um and I thought the ending was bullshit um so I'll pass it back over to you so the ending FTR hit the shatter machine and got the pin and the win keeping the AEW world tag team titles and uh this one, I was wrong. I predicted Aussie Open to win the belts, uh, as did Kay. So, uh, at, after this one, I was six for nine in you my pr- picks. You predicted FTR, dude. Oh, did, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let me see. Six for well, I was seven for nine. Excuse me. I was seven for nine, and Kay was five for nine. Uh, this match, another good one, four bones. Um, so just to go back, the, the matches we've had here, four bones, four bones, three bones, that was a women's match, uh, four and a half bones, four and a half bones, three and a half bones, five bones, four and a half bones, four bones. I mean, just the, the steadiness of these four, four and a half bones and one five bone, just... Man, the, the the guys for this pay per view fucking showed up and 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 did it, uh, and I I really appreciated that. And the main event, the AEW TNT title match, best of three falls, taking a page from Mexican wrestling nowadays. Or old NWA, uh, NWA wrestling, if you want to look at it that way. Christian Cage, the TNT champion, defending his belt against Darby Allin, the former TNT champion. Uh, Darby took fall one. Uh, 
one point, Christian approached Nick Wayne's mom. She threw water in his face. Uh, Darby hit a coffin drop to the outside. Uh, Christian moves the ring steps, and then he suplexes Darby onto the steps. This is one of the nastiest-looking bumps onto the ring steps. I, it, no, forget, forget about one of. This was the nastiest-looking bump onto the ring steps I've ever seen. He suplexed Darby right onto them. It looked like his kidney landed right on them. Uh, it was it was sick. And Christian, uh, the first fall Darby got, uh, so it was one one nothing going into this. And after suplexing Darby on the ring steps, Darby stayed outside and lost the second fall by countout. So we were tied one one, and so next fall would win. Uh, Christian started ripping up the ring. I mean, rip literally ripping up the fucking the mat, the uh, you know the the small layer of foam beneath, exposing the wood below, uh, just making a mess of things. Uh, Christian hit a frog splash onto the stretcher. Uh, Christian hit the kill stre- uh, kill switch. Darby Allen hit a coffin drop onto Christian, two count only. The ref got speared by Christian accidentally. Uh, the ref died. Christian low blowed Darby. Uh, Nick Wayne grabbed the belt. Looked, it appeared as though he was there to help Darby. Nick Wayne turns on Darby, hits him with the belt. Nick Wayne turns heel. Christian is now his daddy. Christian. Pins Darby Allen, referee revives from death to count the pin. Christian wins two falls to one. Uh, excellent match, four bones out of five. Another uh, very good match. Uh, I predicted Christian to win. I finished the night pr- pretty good, if I say so. Eight for ten in my picks. Uh, K. Uh, predicted this one correctly. She finished 6 for 10 in her picks. So I won the uh, No Bones About Wrestling Prediction Championship belt. I won it back. Maybe you did have Ozzy open then because I thought I lost by one because I thought if I hadn't changed my Young Bucks pick, we would I would have retained. I went 8 for 10. Yeah. It's official. Okay, it's official. Uh, so after the match, Sting comes out. Uh, Luchasaurus comes out, uh, and the heels, they, they prepare, uh, you know, Sting comes out to, to save Darby, uh, Luchasaurus comes out to make it three on two, and the heels beat down Sting, they prepare Sting for a concerto, and then a video starts playing on the video, uh, you know, the, the huge video screen, Titantron, call it what you will, and... It's someone getting in a car and, you know, shifting gears and turning down rainy city streets. You know, it looks like a video game ad or something, basically, really. Um, And then it says something about, you know, rated R. And then, you know, uh, on this day, I see clearly whatever the hell that, that, that song's called starts playing. And Adam Copeland arrives, better known as Edge. Uh, arrives in AEW. 
Of course, he cannot be called Edge. That's a WWE thing. Uh, but he, he'll be known as Adam Copeland. He is still known as the Rated R Superstar. That he apparently can bring with him. Uh, so he's the Rated R Superstar Adam Copeland. But he, he arrives. He hits Nick Wayne with a chair. Throws the chair at Luchasaurus. And then spears Luchasaurus. And then the heels retreat. And uh, Adam Copeland has come to the rescue of Sting and Darby Allen. And that is how the pay-per-view ends. Pretty thrilling end uh, to a fantastic pay-per-view. Uh, Adam Copeland arriving. I doesn't do doesn't do much for me. I, you know, uh, he's had. Uh, I mean, I know he has his fans. People love him. He's had some great matches, um, especially the the TLC matches with the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys. Uh, those are. Those are his best matches. Um, he doesn't do a whole lot for me nowadays, but it is a it, it is a big get for AEW. Um, kind of one of the biggest, you know, jumping ships. They've uh, ship jumping, whatever we whatever you call it, um, that they've had yet to have Edge go from, you know, retiring in or you know. It, farewell in WWE to uh to arriving in AEW. Uh pretty big get for AEW. So we'll see. And as he has uh, said himself, you know, a lot of first time matches. Adam Copeland versus Kenny Omega. Uh we can see Adam Copeland versus Chris Jericho again, but Adam Copeland versus Adam Cole. Adam Copeland versus MJF. Versus Jay White. Adam Copeland versus Jay White. Adam Copeland versus fucking Sting, if we want to see it, you know? Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of interesting things could come of it. And he's going to be on the full-time roster. He's not doing just pay-per-views or just, just here, just there. He's going to be on, you know, every show, once or twice a week, you know? And he said that uh, this week that he plans on finishing out his full-time wrestling career with AEW. So yep. I think he's planning on staying a while. Yep. Um, so yeah, but Wrestle Dream, fantastic show. Overall, what did you rate it? Overall, uh, overall as a show, I gotta, I gotta give it I gotta give it like five bones. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because the only down the 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 Starks and Wheeler match was wasn't wasn't much. You know, it was okay. Mm -hmm. Women's match was was meh. Everything else was great. You know, yeah. it was fantastic. Uh, and it had a thrilling end. No matter what you think of Edge, the ending of the pay per view was fantastic. I have to say, so I went to bed and didn't see the the final match because uh, I had to work the next day. But I did have the watch-along on on my phone. And so seeing everyone's reactions to Edge coming back was just delightful. Mm. Like, every single one of you pretty much, like, exploded. I just, I didn't. You didn't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't count. I know you too well. Um, 
everyone else like exploded uh with excitement so it was it's a fun way to end a pay-per-view for sure yeah oh yeah yeah that was great yeah edge to the rescue uh very cool just uh man the matchups the the effort displayed all first rate um you know, you can't say much more than that. I mean, just people doing what they love at a high level. It's it's fun to watch. That's the whole thing about wrestling in the first place. People doing what they love at a high level is, is fun to watch, and, and that's what makes sports fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, masters of their craft plying their trade, you know? It's it's cool. Um. So that's what we saw here. This was a, a fantastic pay-per-view. Um, all right, let's get on to some other stuff. Uh, yeah, this episode's going to be longer than usual yeah. because we included the Russell Dream with it. Yeah, yeah. We we hadn't done a, a show in a little bit, so this is, yeah, longer than usual. Um, how about, what do we want to do next? Let's do match results. Okay. Do you think we should just follow the regular format with the rest of the show, or do you want to switch it up? Uh, switch it up. What do we want to do next? Oh, match results. <laughs> okay, match results. <laughs> All right, AEW Dynamite, the follow-up show to the pay-per-view, October 4th, Stockton, California. AEW International Championship Max match. Excuse me. Uh... Ray Phoenix defending his belt against Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson, only his fourth singles match in AEW, they said. Uh, There's an amazing diamond cutter off the top rope by Nick Jackson. Ray Phoenix hit an awesome frog splash. Uh, Phoenix eventually reversed a pin attempt for the pin and the win. This was a terrific match. Four and a half bones out of five. Uh, Ray Phoenix wins the match, keeps the international championship that he kind of accidentally won from John Moxley. Uh, our old pal Wardlow shows back up. Uh, he's not not really been repackaged. He has new tights, mm-hmm. uh, has a new entrance, kind of, um, say, and a bit more aggression than the last mm-hmm. times we saw him. Uh, he was there with Winston Salem's own Griff Garrison. Yeah, hometown that's, hero. Yeah, that's where we're from, Winston Salem. Uh, Wardlow beat Griff Garrison mercifully. He just came in, hit him with I think five power bombs. Mm-hmm. The referee stopped the match. Uh, Wardlow won squash match. So they they've hit the reset button on Wardlow. Uh, he gets a big win there, and it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. Well, I know he showed up on Dynamite, but love to see him against some of the big men that are on Collision, you know? Yeah, well, Powerhouse Hobbs we've seen a bit, but Miro, Miro. we've got, yeah. Um, World Trios Championship was next. The Acclaimed and Daddy Ass successfully defended their belts against Kip Sabian, The Butcher, and The Blade. Pretty good match, three and a half bones out of five. Then we had a tag team match. Uh, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega 
against Kanosuke Takeshita, and Kyle Fletcher stepped in to, to help the Callus family. And the match ended when Omega hit the one-winged angel. No one kicks out of that. And he pinned Fletcher. Uh, excuse me. He pinned Fletcher. Uh, very good match. Four bones out of five. Omega and Jericho get the win. Uh, what a tag team. Omega and Chris Jericho. Call it uh, Jericho Omega. <laughs> uh, after the match, Powerhouse Hobbs attacks Omega and Jericho and joins the Callis family. And uh, they went kind of went through the audience and fighting, and I saw a child in the audience spanked Powerhouse Hobbs. What? Spanked him on the butt. I saw it. That's not appropriate. No, it's not. But a child spanked him on the butt. I watched it happen. Uh, they duct tape Kenny Omega to the ropes. Hobbs hits Jericho with a chair. And uh, Callus then delivers an unprotected chair shot to Omega's head, which is something, n- knowing what we know about concussions today, they really should not be doing. Mm-hmm. And it was enough of a chair shot. It wasn't, you know, he didn't use all of his force or anything, but it was enough to bend the chair. So it's it's not something they should have done. Correct. No. Uh, next, in the training room, we see MJF getting taken care of. Max Caster uh, of the Acclaimed comes up and is massaging him. And Max Caster, if you don't follow him on, on X, he's always putting up these creepy posts about how he's in love with MJF, how MJF is his boyfriend and things like that. You mean delightful posts. Yeah. They're delightful. Creepy, delightful posts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and MJF confronts him about it and tells him to stay away and uh, yells at him and Max Caster runs away, kind of prances away, <laughs> honestly. Uh, so that was odd. Uh, Samoa Joe does a promo where he has like a glass of scotch and a cigar, kind of like doing the most interesting man in the world gimmick. And he pretty much says he's going after MJF. Uh Joe, of course, is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion at the moment as well. Uh, up next on Dynamite, we had Sky Blue versus Tony Storm. Tony Storm uh, wins the match. She hit a hip attack and Storm Zero for the pin. This was a good match. Uh, four bones out of five. A fun ladies match. Uh, Sky Blue is improving, and Tony Storm is fantastic. This new gimmick, the timeless Tony Storm, I love it. On to AEW Collision. Wait, before you move on, can we talk about storylines related to Dynamite real quick? Okay. Because I have a question. So, do you think that Kyle Fletcher is now part of the Callis family also, or he was just helping out? He was just helping out. Okay, because Sammy's injured. Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Sammy Guevara has a concussion. Concussion, yeah. Is that it? That was kind of it, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, did you talk about the... You didn't talk about the Adam Cole visiting Roderick Strong. Was that on Dynamite? That was on Collision, wasn't it? No, that was on Dynamite. Adam Cole visited Roderick Strong's house, and Adam gifts him with a leg scooter. 
uh, like a big reveal under a sheet and it's a leg scooter. Uh, Roderick Strong is at his own house with the, the kingdom, of course, Roderick Strong in a wheelchair with his neck brace and in a hospital gown. Uh, and then he tells Adam it's an emergency. So that's why Adam is there. Uh, and the emergency turns out to be that the feng shui of his house is off. And so he needs help moving furniture. So instead of the kingdom to fit healthy men, uh, moving the furniture for him, he needs Adam to do it because of his sense of interior design. So with one leg on a scooter, Adam Cole rearranges Roderick Strong's furniture for him. Uh, because and, he's a good friend. And it keeps cutting back and forth between uh, images of Adam lifting and moving couches and the kingdom and or Roderick Strong petting a stuffed giraffe. It was delightful. It was very funny. Yeah. Very funny. Very well yeah. done. I yeah the the it's such a shame that Adam Cole got hurt because this stuff they've been doing with MJF and Cole and Roderick mm-hmm. Strong has been hilarious, you know. Yeah, well I'm hoping because they're like I mean he hasn't had a surgery yet, but because with his broken foot he's still doing promos and vignettes like I hope they keep it up through his recovery so they can keep the story going at least in some way. You know, like I know they kind of have to move on to other things. I don't know how long the recovery is for a broken ankle. Um, a shattered ankle. A shattered ankle, yeah. yeah. Um, but if they're keep letting them keep the Ring of Honor belts, I'd like to think it's a quick recovery. And so they're going to be able to pick up with a storyline somewhere, you know. Yeah, I I don't know what they're doing. Very yeah, concerned. I mean, had a big right, like you said, had a big storyline right in the middle of it. It sucks. Not only this big big storyline around the, the world title, but mm-hmm. also they have titles of their own, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. Yeah. And you know Roderick Strong getting a push. You know, uh, mm-hmm. as as the most interesting thing on AEW television. Yeah. Uh, and all of it just is all of it just gonna fall flat because of Cole's surgeries, you know. I think they're gonna film him through his recovery, hope, and they're gonna keep these stories going. I hope so. I hope so. I think they have to. We'll see. You know? That's not usually done in wrestling, you know. Usually yeah, you're injured and you're you're off TV. Usually. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't be in the ring, you're usually off TV. Well, think about poor Roderick Strong with his neck injury and how he's been a trooper and been there week after week, neck strong. Because usually, if you're injured, mm-hmm. what happens is it adds time to your contract. Yeah. So, the question is, would they rather have? And I don't know if it's even a question. If mm-hmm. if there's a choice, I don't know. I don't know his contract, obviously. Yeah. But the question could be, I should say, the question could be, do they want to have Adam Cole now injured in these vignettes, or would they rather have, you know, five more months of a healthy Adam Mm -hmm. Cole doing matches later? You get me? I almost hope that they pick the vignettes option. But, see, it may not even be an option. It may be a clause in the contract that if he's injured, it is off TV, Mm -hmm. and it adds time to the contract. Maybe they can find a workaround, because he did um, All Access while he was... I mean, I guess that's a whole separate show, so that would be a separate contract. Never mind. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, so that was the only sort of big storyline thing that I feel like we didn't need to talk about. That Oh, and then uh, 
when Max Caster is massaging MJF and MJF freaks out, he calls his good friend Adam Cole oh, right. to talk about his distress, and the call goes to voicemail. Yeah. Not a good sign. No. Do you think he was still at Roderick Strong's house moving furniture? Who knows? Or maybe another emergency happened. Well, it could he be. He's got a girlfriend. Uh, you know, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Could be with her. That's true. He's got other shit to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but your best friend should come first. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, on to Collision. All right. AEW Collision. October 7th, 2023, Salt Lake City, Utah. What a weird city. <laughs> weird, weird city. Look look up Salt Lake City. Look up some things around town. Just, just Google it for yourself and look up the town and the city and how it works and the statues around town. It's a weird, weird, weird place. All right, AEW World Tag Team Title Match. FTR putting the belts on the line against Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Ricky speared Dax Harwood, and pretty much out of nowhere, Big Bill and Ricky Starks win and are your new AEW World Tag Team Champions. Good match, three and a half bones out of five. That was like a blink and you miss it. Yeah, everybody, we were doing a watch-along, and uh, nobody was really paying attention. I was, and then I said, did they just win the tag titles? Yeah. Yeah, shocking. Uh, Up next, uh, Brian Danielson against one half of Aussie Open, Kyle Fletcher, because, again, Mark Davis is injured. Broken wrist. Broken wrist. Do we know how long? Nope. Well... Kyle Fletcher showed that he can be a singles wrestler in this match. This match was terrific. Uh, Danielson pinned Fletcher after an awesome-looking dragon suplex, a super dragon suplex off of the turnbuckles. Uh, Four and a half bones out of five. This was a terrific match. Is that your match of the week? Yes, this was the match of the... Not counting Wrestle Dream. Not counting Wrestle Dream. Yeah. Uh, this was the, the TV match of the week. Brian Danielson over Kyle Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, by far, this was the match of the week. Uh, after the match, the Gates of Agony attacked Danielson. Uh, what happened after that? Uh, then Claudio and, I believe, Wheeler. Uh, the BCC came out. I didn't write yeah. down which ones. Um, but they came out, uh, and now they have a match on Rampage okay. coming up. Um so, the Gates of Agony versus the BCC. Up next, we had an interesting uh, trios match. Juice Robinson and the Guns of the Bullet Club taking on Angelico, Metalik, and Gravity. Uh, an interesting uh, tag team with two luchadors. I love Gravity and Metalik. Uh, Juice Robinson and the Guns won, though, as... And Helico, Metalik, and Gravity are pretty much used as jobbers, unfortunately. Uh, another good match, three and a half bones out of five. Uh, next up, we had an AEW World Trios title match. The Acclaimed and Daddy Ass defended against Iron Savages. And the Acclaimed won after Max Caster hit his signature elbow drop, the mic drop. Uh, 
this match was too long. Uh, it was formulaic. I don't like the Iron Savages. They don't do anything for me. Uh, this match, three bones out of five. It wasn't terrible or, any, or anything, but it wasn't... It was just kind of there. It was an okay match. Uh, we then saw a, an interesting uh, promo. We saw Shane Taylor and Lee Moriarty, who have allied together. And... Uh, it's cutting back and forth between them and Keith Lee. So it looks like Shane Taylor and Keith Lee are going to collide at some point, I guess, on, on Collision. Do we know? I don't think we know. I don't think we know either. Up next, we saw Tony Storm take on Kiera Hogan. And Timeless Tony Storm, uh, we saw her in this match, we saw her get spanked by Kiera Hogan. We saw Tony Storm bite Kiara Hogan's ass. Uh, not the kind of stuff we really need to see in the women's division. I, I, I'm guessing it wasn't Tony Khan's decision, and the women. It, it was the women's. I'm guessing. I don't. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing he would suggest. I would hope not. I would hope not. Seems like the kind of thing where they were having fun and decided to do it. But uh, not the kind of thing you want to see, you know, kind of degrading. Yeah. You know, but... Well, it's the same thing when Soraya and Tony Storm kissed during that match. It's like WWF from the 90s, you know? Yeah. Uh, but Tony Storm hit her hip attack and the Storm Zero got the pin and the win. Good match. Three and a half bones out of five. Uh, a lot of three, three-and-a-half-bone matches. You know, just pretty much run-of-the-mill matches here on, on Collision. Uh, then we had a Ring of Honor world title match. Eddie Kingston putting his belt on the line against Commander. Uh, Commander hit an excellent uh, spinning tornado. Uh, wasn't enough. Didn't matter because he, he's another luchador that's used as a jobber here in AEW. And Kingston pinned Commander to keep his belt. Uh, this was th another three and a half bone out of five match. Uh, we then saw an Adam uh, Copeland segment with Christian. And he got beat down by Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne. Darby Allen comes out for the save. And uh, that doesn't work out. And Luchasaurus... Nick Wayne and Christian stand tall. And that is how Collision ends. Can I say a few things? Yeah. So there was a promo with Big Bill and Ricky Starks uh, with Renee Paquette. Did you already say this? No. Uh, okay. Um, after their win against FTR, in which they said FTR will not be getting a rematch. Right. So they can just go ahead and forget about that. Yeah, Cash Wheeler is, is dealing with a, uh, a rib injury. And also legal trouble for, you know, brandishing a gun, mm -hmm. allegedly, allegedly brandishing a gun in traffic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's got some some troubles. Mm -hmm. um, there was also a Ruby Soho promo. Did you talk about that? Okay, there was a Ruby Soho promo where basically she's speaking on behalf of Soraya about how Soraya's going to beat up Sheeta. Why is Soraya not doing her own promos? I don't know. It's not like she needs a mouthpiece. Like, she's okay on the mic. 
Yeah, I don't know. She wasn't even there. Yeah. I'm not sure. Very odd. Um, and then the only other thing that I wanted to note is that with Tony Storm now being timeless, timeless Tony Storm, they have changed her entrance and her victory after a win where they go to black and white, and it's glorious. I love very, it. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. One thing I want to bring up, uh, there was a, I didn't mention, there was a Jay White promo mm-hmm. after... After Juice Robinson and the Guns won, Jay White uh, came out and cut a promo. And, of course, you know, he stole uh, MJF's world title belt the other night. And here he was, you know, holding the world title and talking his shit about MJF. And it was it was just an excellent promo. Uh, just wanted to point out Jay White is awesome on the mic. Um... That's all. Just wanted to give him, uh, you know, kind of give him a shout out for for how good he is on the mic. That's all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy it, and uh, yeah, it's nice that they've already got a world title match booked for full gear in November. With you know a whole, you know, six weeks out, almost uh, instead of having, you know, matches booked you know, five days, six days in advance yeah. like they have been doing for pay-per-views. So uh, we'll see MJF and Jay White get some build time, and uh, that's going to be a hell of a match, I think, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a good build, too, because both of those guys are two of the best on the mic uh, in the world, mm-hmm. I think. One thing I found confusing about Jay's promo that he did um was he said that it's going to be a non? Guns up. It's going to be a non-title match against Hangman Adam Page, you know, because he stole the belt and has a belt right now because he stole it. Um, he says it's going to be a non-title match, but it can be an eliminator match. So does that mean if Adam Page wins, which I don't think he's going to, but does that mean if he if he wins the eliminator match that instead at full gear of being uh, MJF and Jay White, it would be MJF and Hangman. I don't know. That was very confusing. It was very confusing. Yeah, it was very confusing. I tried to read online about it. The only stuff I could find about it was on Reddit. That's how confusing it was. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It was very confusing. Yeah. And what was an otherwise well, what it would straightforward mean, promo? If he was, if Jay White were the world champion, but because he had this belt, mm-hmm. and Hangman Page beat him in an eliminator match, what it would mean is Hangman gets a shot at the belt. Oh, that's a proving ground match, an eliminator match. Yeah. I forgot they called it something different. So Hangman would then get uh, okay. a shot at the belt that Jay White has stolen. Okay, I gotcha. And who knows what happened to the quote-unquote real world title if, you know, CM Punk is taking it with him to WWE. Oh, oh my God. Uh, who knows if he'll show up in yeah. WWE with that thing. If I, I were WWE, I think about that. If I were WWE, he'd be bringing that thing, I'd tell you that. But WWE likes to pretend like AEW doesn't exist. No, they've they've acknowledged it several times. They have, but are they going to acknowledge it that much? The ratings war isn't that close. No, I mean, I would, I would, I would use the belt definitely. I think there's a lot of WWE fans that don't even know AEW exists. Why? No. Why let them know? I I think so. Really? I think the average wrestling fan thinks WWE is the only pro wrestling company. No. Yeah, that's like pro wrestling. I think they view no, no. I think AEW right. as yeah, like amateur. Above, below, yeah. yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. Yeah, a lot do. A lot mm-hmm. do. 
You're right about that. All right, so on to the news. The news. Give me the news. There we go. The news is also up here. I kind of wrote it all over the place. Sorry. <laughs> the news. AW Dynamite viewership drops, but the 18 to 49-year-old demographic is steady. So that's good news, at least, for AEW. Uh, viewership drop. One thing I can think of is The Amazing Race started on Wednesday nights, and that's usually a very highly watched show. Uh, old people watch it? Old people watch it. It's one of the few shows that we watch on t- television. Yeah. We're 18 to 49 still. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we didn't watch it instead of watching. Actually, we did. Did we? Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, we're part of that problem. We Sorry. But no, we watched... Uh, yeah, yeah, actually we did. We watched it we before. Tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were tired and said, I'm not in the mood for wrestling. Let's just watch The Amazing Race. Yeah. yeah. So we're part of the problem. <laughs> uh, uh, the Rampage ratings have been up two weeks in a row, though, so that's nice. Also, speaking of Rampage... A Danhausen return vignette aired on Rampage, and is it? I haven't watched Rampage yet. Is it the one that's a uh, uh, parody of Halloween Three with his head? Yeah, I believe so. I only saw the picture in the article. I have also not watched Rampage yet. Yeah, he has one. I think it is. It's a parody of Halloween Three season awesome. of the witch. I didn't realize that. Where he has a song, and it's like very... I forget how it goes, but mm-hmm. it's a parody of Halloween 3. That's awesome. I'm so excited for him to come back. Yeah, I can't wait. He's I'm funny. also excited for like them to build up to it by lots of people like going under the ring yeah. for various things, and then eventually, like we're, every time, we're going to be like, oh, is it going to be Dan Housen? In the video game, you can mm-hmm. pull out Dan Housen from under the ring. As like a weapon? Yeah, he's one of the things you can pull That's out. That's awesome. That's brilliant. Yeah, I love him. He's great. Yeah. He's great. Uh, Mariah May is expected to join AEW. She is from Stardom. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're not aware of Stardom, uh, they're a Japanese all-women wrestling company. I still have not watched it. I feel bad about that. But they're supposed to be the shit. Um, supposed to be awesome. In the Wrestling Observer poll, they they finished like second or third for best uh, promotion behind AEW. Um, But I think a lot of the people who subscribe to that might be like weirdos, you know? Yeah, okay. (laughs) So, you know. Okay, so it's not from wrestling. It's like from the people who subscribe to Wrestling Observer saying their opinions and the ratings? Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, other, uh, but yeah, but I ha- I haven't, uh, I haven't seen Stardom yet, so. But we've seen people from Stardom, and they're awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have no doubt it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Everything I've heard about it is awesome. I've seen, like, some clips mm-hmm. here and there, yeah. and they are, they're awesome, yeah. Yeah. Uh, other news, Adam Cole, baby, needs two surgeries, baby. 
eight screws and a plate in his ankle, baby. He said it's the most painful injury he has had. Eight screws and a plate in his ankle. Jesus Christ, that sucks. I had a friend that had screws in her ankle, and she got them when she was, like, a child. And this was in college, and the screws were, like, poking out of her foot. Because they, like, worked their way out. Isn't that horrifying? Yeah, I have screws in my back. Yeah. Thanks for that. Yours aren't going to work their way out. You're fine. I hope not. They're in the spine. Yeah, you'll be all right. I could get paralyzed. You'll be all right. I have screws in my spine. If you've not listened to our show, I have a metal box and screws in my spine. Because you're part robot. Yeah. Okay, also, uh, Sammy Guevara suffered a concussion at Wrestle Dream. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's been out. So wishing a... That sucks. Concussion's not a small matter, not a minor matter. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how Bret Hart had to retire because of his concussion uh, from Goldberg's kick to his head. Concussions can be very, very serious. So hopefully Sammy recovers quickly well what's concerning me is that they didn't call it a mild concussion because when john moxley had that concussion where he like couldn't move briefly that they called that a mild concussion and so there was no qualifier for this one they just called it a concussion yeah i wonder from what yeah. it happened during the wrestle dream match yeah yeah i just yeah. wonder I, I from like what one, move, one move yeah, yeah. Other news, Lee Johnson and Julia Hart are taking time off from AEW. They are getting married and going on a honeymoon, so good for them. Yeah, congratulations to them. That's uh, that's the reported uh, news anyway. What does that mean? <clears throat> that means it's their personal business, and we can't really be sure if that's what's oh, going oh, on. Oh, 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 that's okay. just what the internet says. I mean, who fucking knows, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, other news. International champion Ray Phoenix says an old injury has been bothering him since Grand Slam. I believe it's a back injury, I believe. Uh, but he said he is going to press through. Uh, because that is what luchadors do. They overcome things, and they press through. And, uh, yeah, so he's still fighting, still defending his belt. He's defending it against John Moxley on Tuesday uh, at Dynamite. Uh, title Tuesday, they're calling it. And I believe he's going to lose it back to Moxley, because he was never, you know, originally supposed to win it, Phoenix was. I hope he gets to keep it. I think he's losing it to Moxley, but I we'll see. Right, yeah. We'll see. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr., we talked about that. Wants a rematch with Danielson in England or Japan. Uh, Mark Davis of Aussie Open has a left wrist injury. Uh, he suffered that during the FTR match at the pay-per-view. Does it say snapped? Snapped. That's how he described it on Twitter. He said that... He- uh. He has a, a, a snap wrist or something like that. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. Uh, AEW Collision recorded a record low rating again against NXT No Mercy. 
Uh, also, of course, against college football. That's been its biggest rival. Uh, its biggest rival hasn't been any NXT show or anything. Its biggest rival has been college football games. Um, yeah, but I'm sure NXT No Mercy didn't NXT have this took weekend. a little. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, that's that's what made a record low. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the record low. The first one was from when college football ate in, and then in it, No Mercy eats a little more, mm-hmm. just a little bit more in. Yeah. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly uh, has opened up about a rare post surgery complication. Uh, he had C five palsy. Mm-hmm. Because he had a surgery on what? He had spinal or uh, spinal fusion in spinal his neck. Spinal fusion in his neck, and C five palsy made. It, so it made it so that he couldn't move his right arm. Um, For how long? It lasted. Well, he he's he was doing regular therapy for it, obviously. Um, and it said it, it lasted about a month before he was able to use his arm again. Um, it was very very telling and trying post uh, I would suggest for people to go look for the article or to to look for his um original tweet but he talks about how he felt like he was like lost in a desert for like the last year and that he was searching for an oasis and he couldn't find one and that now he finally can at least see the oasis and knows that it's not a mirage it's very sad you know um been out over a year yeah like this is peak wrestling career time, too, for, for yeah. his age, you know? Yeah, but sad. I'm glad that with therapy they were able to overcome the the C5 palsy, though. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you had back surgery, like, waking up and not being able to use one of your limbs. That had to be just terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it would be terrifying for anyone, but especially for someone who makes their living using... Their body, the abusing way, the way their body. they're abusing their body the way that they do, you yeah. know. Um, that just has to be like soul crushing, you know. Um, so I hope he continues on his road to recovery. I hope he has a good therapist because I feel like I would definitely need to work through some stuff if I went through that. Uh, and a good support system, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very important, yeah. yeah, during recovery, yeah. During surgery, surgical recovery, people don't realize that it t- how much of a mental toll it takes. I mean, the physical toll is enough, but it takes a huge mental toll. And a lot of people who undergo major surgery uh, go through experience clinical depression also, and that's not talked about mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. So I did. Mm-hmm. I'll 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 say I'll tell you I did, and it was not a fun place to be when you can't. Me personally, when you can't walk properly, I had I had back I had spinal surgery. When you can't walk properly, you you know I could walk for like thirty minutes a day, and uh, and that was it. So I could just like watch TV or read. And that was it, and uh, you know it's pretty. I stayed on the second floor of the house for like three months, mm-hmm. and you couldn't go downstairs. It was just you know. Uh, it's kind of maddening, and and then you can't you can't do anything. It's uh, it'll depress you, you know. It's very uh, frustrating. So, it's uh, it's hard to 
understand it until unless you've been there really mm -hmm. so uh, I think that's why people don't understand the depression going along with physical surgery mm -hmm. uh, but it often does so yeah. so yeah hopefully he gets uh, the care he needs and yeah can come back because he was doing he was reaching the peak of his career when he got injured mm -hmm. I mean he was having terrific matches plus i think like if they can i mean once adam cole comes back if they can weave him into this roderick strong oh yeah definitely mjf adam cole story that would be so perfect definitely all right what are we doing rate uh ratings ratings I mean, yeah ratings or rankings rankings rankings, rankings. rankings yeah. is what i mean if i can find them Five. Top, 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 five. Time for the top five rankings, where we rank the men, the women, and the teams of AEW. It's a super secret process. We will never tell you how we do it, but we do it. It happens. Just like a baby is born, just like a bird takes flight. Just as okay. a battleship takes to the sea, it happens. Through the top five rankings for this week have been completed, and they're ready. Where are we going first? Men, women, or teams? Let's go teams first. Teams. Number five, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. World champion, uh, MJF, and Adam Cole. AW world champion. Right. Barely hanging on there. Uh, number four, a new team, but uh, an awesome team, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega, been teaming up to take down uh, Don Callis. Uh, number three, the number one contenders to the AEW world tag team titles, the Young Bucks. One of the best tag teams of all time. Uh, number two, the AEW World Trios Champions. Falling a spot from last week, they were number one. Uh, the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass. And the number one team this week, the AEW World Tag Team Champions. The new champions, Ricky Starks and Big Bill making their debut in the top five. That's quite a way mm -hmm. quite a way to make your debut in the listing. All right, where are we where are we going now? So we got Starks and Big Bill, number one, Acclaimed and Daddy Ass two, Young Bucks three, Jericho and Omega four, MJF and Cole five. Let's go to men next and end with women. All right. In the men, uh number five falling three spots from number two last week. The international champion, Ray Phoenix. Uh, standing steady at number four, Brian Danielson, who put together some great matches this past week. Uh, number three, uh, making his debut on the list, I believe, the TNT champion, Christian Cage. Of course, won the main event of Wrestle Dream. Uh, number two, the number one contender to the AEW world title, Jay White. 
making his debut on the list. And uh, holding steady at number one, the AEW World Champion, one half of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions, MJF. We got MJF 1, Switchblade J. White 2, Christian Cage 3, Danielson 4, Ray Phoenix 5. And last, but of course not least, the women. Uh, holding steady at number 5, Sky Blue. Uh, coming back on the list, number 4, uh, Hikaru Shida. Dropping a spot from number 2 to number 3, the TBS champion, Chris Statlander. Dropping a spot from number one to number two, the AEW Women's World Champion, Soraya. And hopping from number four all the way up to number one with her recent work on the mic, in vignettes, and in the ring, number one is Tony Storm. Uh, so... Women, number one, Storm, number two, Soraya, number three, Statlander, number four, Sheeta, number five, Sky Blue. All right, folks, that, uh, that has been the first episode of AEW Weekly. We laughed, we cried, uh, we learned some things, I think, and uh, I think we're better people moving on, really, all of us. Uh, so just real quick, I want to say uh, you can catch us. On uh, we do watch alongs on our YouTube channel uh, with with a couple friends. Uh, this week, uh, AEW Dynamite, of course, is on Tuesday night, so we'll be doing a watch along Tuesday night on our YouTube channel. New, no bones about wrestling, uh, and also Collision uh, Saturday. No bones about wrestling. Um, so yeah, just try and catch us there. Um, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single watch along or a single video that gets posted. Yep. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if you don't already follow us, go ahead and click follow, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, rate us if you want. Um, we appreciate any kind of feedback we can get. And as Mick Foley would say. Have a nice day. Bye.